0: Hello, hello, welcome back to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salzar, and I'm so excited you're here today, you guys, for a really amazing and exciting solo episode. I'm really excited to be chatting. It's just gonna be the two of us today. And the topic for today's podcast is going to be empowerment and the seven ways you can start feeling more empowered as a woman starting today. And Before we get into that, I just wanted to share a few astrological updates and also what inspired this week's podcast. So this week, the week of March six, we actually have a full moon in Virgo. And this is our last lunation before the astrological new year, which starts with Aries season in two weeks. And this has been a very powerful and strong full moon in Virgo specifically. The full moon really emphasizes the importance of us feeling safe in our own bodies and this has been a very impactful full moon for me. I'm actually bleeding with this full moon as well with my menstrual cycle so I just got my period this week so it's been bringing up a lot of downloads for me. I feel like with Pisces season I always get very intuitive and almost in like a hermit mode and so I tend to get a lot of downloads, a lot of messages through my dreams, just Makes me feel more intuitive overall. And I went to a full moon event on Monday, which was really nice. It was really lovely. It was at the Soho house in Brooklyn and it was in Dumbo and it was really, really fun. I went with my friend Emily and we went to basically like a meditation and breath work event and it was awesome. And the thing that came through for me during this meditation, which was a cord cutting meditation, which basically is aimed at helping you detach and disconnect from what no longer serves you what came up for me was disconnecting from this idea of control and of never feeling good enough i feel like with virgo energy taken to the extreme that type of energy can really make us feel very much stuck in our perfectionism in this Vibe of nothing is good enough, nothing is complete enough, you're always behind, you're falling to comparison, you're nitpicking yourself and your progress and the things that you're working on, and it can feel very heavy. And on the other side of this cord of this energy, I saw basically this energy of holding on for dear life to this false sense of control and to this self judgment and to this feeling of not feeling enough. And I decided to cut energetic ties with that this week. And I feel like that's really what this moon is emphasizing to us. is just this release of negativity, this release of not putting yourself first, of not feeling whole and complete as you are right now. No matter if there's still things you want to achieve, if there's still things that you haven't done or that other people have done that you haven't, regardless of that you can still feel enough today and that's what this full moon for me activated and what it brought up and we also just had a really big astrological transit with Saturn moving into Pisces the same day as the full moon and in the last basically like four to five years Saturn has been transiting through its home signs which has been Capricorn and Aquarius which has been a lot about restriction and discipline and time and various Saturnian concepts. And now that it's moving into Pisces, and it's going to be in Pisces until 2025, the theme here is strengthening our discipline with our mental health, with our introspection, with our inner world, and with your own sense of following your intuition, whatever that looks like to you. So I thought that was really important to share. And with all of that said that is also really interesting that all of these things are coming up this week because when we release feeling like we're not good enough we're able to step into our power and that's what today's episode is all about It's how to start feeling more in your own power as a woman and this episode is inspired by international women's day which is on the wednesday of the week that this episode goes live it's the day that i'm recording this episode as well and i just have really anchored in on what drives me to create content, what drives me to show up online, what drives me to be a creator, to be a podcaster, to be a YouTuber, and that is women's empowerment. I have felt so disconnected from my power for so many years, and in the process of learning to attune with my own power, I have been able to activate so much growth, so much transformation, so much abundance, and so showing up online, to help other women do the same is what drives me, is what motivates me. Because the more women feel empowered, the more we cultivate an abundance mindset, the more we lift each other up. And for so, so, so many years, us women have been put down by society, by conditioning, by ingrained notions of what we're supposed to look like, how we're supposed to behave. And just this like patriarchal society and paradigm like it's been made to put us down it's been made to make us compete with each other and for us to feel like we are insufficient as we come as we are and so that's what drives me to create content and there's so many ways that we can feel empowered and that we can tap into that and i feel like the way that i show up as a content creator to empower you is also through a variety of different tools and skills and techniques that you can implement and by also being the embodiment of the empowerment and sharing what I learned and so I'm really excited to dive in deeper into a few of the tools that I believe are really important for women's empowerment in this episode and then the last thing I wanted to also share in the intro that has been a huge inspiration for this episode is that I just started reading a new book called Radically Content and my friend Mia Miller who's also a content creator, is the one who told me about this book. And she is not a self-help book lover. Like, I don't even think she's read many personal growth books before. It's just not the kind of content that she likes to consume when it comes to reading. But when she told me that she loved this personal growth book, something in me just like I just need to read it because if Mia loved it I know there's something really golden in this book and I'm going to be referring it throughout this episode because there are so many gold nuggets in it and I'm only like 25% into it and I started reading it like four days ago so I am super excited to intertwine that and weave that into this episode and share some powerful quotes and some powerful takeaways that I have been getting from it so far so with all of that being said with the intro kind of complete let's move on to the bulk of the episode and chat about seven ways that you can feel more empowered as a woman starting today so let's get growing i'll see you on the other side all right the first way that you can start feeling more empowered as a woman is not going to come as a surprise to anyone listening because The first thing you can do to activate your own self-empowerment as a woman in today's society is by learning about your menstrual cycle. Now... As you guys know, I am huge on cycle awareness. I have a cycle syncing course and I've been talking about it for almost a year now on my platform. I got my hormone specialization to be able to have even more tools that I can offer in this sphere of things. And so uh, let's dive into why I think this is such an important tool when it comes to our empowerment as women. The number one reason why I find this to be really impactful really important when it comes to our self-empowerment is that... We operate on an energetic and hormonal system and hormonal pattern that is very different than the system of society and the system that society runs on. Our bodies, as women, operate on their unique cyclical rhythms. And in order to truly activate our power, we have to start honoring that because for so long we've been raised to have this idea that life is linear you're supposed to go from point a to point b to point c you're supposed to get this major so that you can have this first job then you can stay in that job for many years and then you can become you know a manager and then a director and then blah 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 blah, blah. like we have all these notions you know like go to high school go to college do this do that but the thing is that As much as those are patterns and those are ways of living, our life on an energetic scale is actually cyclical. When you look at nature, nature has four seasons and those seasons cycle through. We always have summer, then we have fall, then we have winter, then we have spring. They repeat themselves. A day has 24 hours that repeats itself. A week has seven days. A year has 365 days. A year has 52 weeks and things are cyclical and our bodies as women are a mirror to that while both men and women have a circadian rhythm we have our 24-hour cycles of melatonin and cortisol as women we have an extra layer hormonally which is our infradian rhythm it's our cycle and so many women don't know it they don't understand it they never learned about it we weren't taught it in health class And so learning about the cycle and just how it operates is so important because then you're able to give yourself more grace more compassion you're able to have a more of an awareness of your own body and it's funny because so many people have been asking me to go on their podcasts and share the phases and how to start cycle syncing and all of that but that is why i created my cycle syncing course and so if you want to learn the ins and outs of your cycle You can access that course. It's in my stand store. It will be linked in the description of this episode and it basically outlines everything from the cycle hormones, from the mindset shifts you can start embodying, the phases, how you can cycle sync your workouts and how you can implement nutritional shifts, the impact of stress. It literally goes over everything that I wish I knew when I went off of the pill and wanted to start living according to my cycle. But that said, I'm going to go over the four phases really briefly for the sake of this episode because I think it's basic knowledge that we all deserve to have. So our cycle basically starts with our menstrual phase. That's our period bleed. It can last anywhere from three to seven days for most women. And this is our inner winter. This is when we are our most introspective, our most intuitive, our most hermit-like selves. It's when pouring into ourselves is extra important and also creating space To have more silence around you so that you can tune into that intuition is extra important and getting a little bit extra rest whether that's through more sleep, through sleeping in a little bit more, through slowing down your workouts is super beneficial to your body and just like during the winter when it's cold outside and we seek out warmer drinks and foods like teas and warm matchas and soups and oats like the same applies to your menstrual bleed as well. After we end our period, we enter our follicular phase, which is also called our inner spring. And when you think of spring, you think of the weather starting to get warmer, everyone wants to go on walks and be out and about, and we talk about spring cleaning. There's this excitement, this fresh energy that comes up, and it's the same with your menstrual cycle. When you get out of your period and you go into your follicular phase, estrogen, which is the main hormone, starts to rise and starts to give you this boost of energy to tackle new projects. And you might start feeling this burst in energy starting around day four of your period, which for a lot of people, they take your period into account as a part of the follicular phase, as a part of the first half of your cycle. But I kind of like seeing it as two separate phases. The follicular phase culminates in your ovulation which is your inner summer. That's when you're your most magnetic, your most confident. Think about just like summer energy. Everyone wants to go to concerts and travel and have fun and be just socializing. The same thing applies to your ovulatory phase. This is when you might look like you just got out of bed, you didn't even brush your hair and you walk out into the street and people are looking at you. You're just like magnetic and thriving. And after that, we enter the second half of our cycle, which is the luteal phase. It's the sneakiest of the phases. It's our inner autumn. It's when we're sensitive, just like the bear trees in the fall. And things that are simple comments might feel like criticisms. We might just be overall more sensitive. And for me, this is the hardest part of my cycle, especially if it tends to be a little bit longer, because for some women, it can be between 7 and 12 days. So some women have shorter Luteal phases, some women have longer luteal phases, and this past luteal phase of the cycle that I just ended was a tough one for me because it was extra long and I was so moody, I was so sensitive, and I was aware of it because I knew that I was in my luteal phase. That's where the compassion gets activated and that's when it can become most empowering to you. So that's the baseline, and that's the first thing I wanted to start this episode with is talking about the importance of knowing your own body, of knowing your own cycle. And it's important to realize that even though we live in a society that over emphasizes productivity doing basically like always being in harvest mode always being like your summer and your fall energy like that's not sustainable that's not realistic for us and we go through ebbs and flows and starting to honor these ebbs and flows is a huge way to step into your power because you begin honoring who you are how you feel how your body operates and that is different than the way that we've been raised to be to think and to live. So that is it for point number 1 and the second way you can start feeling more empowered as a woman is by letting go of the notion that you always have to be doing more. And this comes from the book Radically Content and I wanted to share a quote that I thought was really impactful. So it goes like this. What was I running toward? What was the reward? They tell us, the ends justify the means. Miserably slog your way to success. Get that achievement, never give up, pain is gain. But what for? What do we get? How does it benefit us? What ends justify the means if the means are unhappiness, loss of time, loss of enjoyment? What ends are more important than our well-being, our relationships, our mental, physical, and emotional health? Maybe that's how dissatisfaction breeds into productivity. Maybe that's how you control a whole group of people by giving them ends they can never meet, like putting a hamster on his little wheel to nowhere. Wow, I just got chills reading that we are raised on this notion as women that we have to always be doing more that we're never enough that we always have to be striving to lose more weight to be thinner to work harder to achieve more if we decide to be moms that we're gonna miss not having a career if we decide to focus on our career then we're gonna miss on not being a mother earlier enough if we decide to make some sort of decision we're always guilted for the opposite decision that we did not pick. And then we are on these endless cycles of feeling insufficient, of feeling not good enough, of feeling burnt the fuck out. And that's no good, right? That's kind of messed up that we are always on this hamster wheel of literally feeling like we are less than. And I have been there. I fall to that all the time and i've had to learn that even in the moments where i choose to rest even in the moments when i'm not doing a lot or in the moments where i'm choosing to prioritize one thing over another maybe there's phases in my career when i'm focusing more on that versus on a routine or there's phases of my life when i'm traveling more and i'm focusing less on routine or there's phases of my life when i'm really prioritizing my nutrition but my sleep isn't the best like Life is made of trade-offs and it's impossible for us to be doing it all. It's impossible for us to be always doing more, more, more and more unless our goal is burnout. And so the more that you're able to release this notion that you have to always be doing more, that you have to always be taking yourself to this extreme and just putting all this pressure on yourself, the more you're able to release that, the more space you cultivate for feeling in your power and the more you're able to release this conditioning that has permeated your mind of feeling insufficient so this one's pretty straightforward start letting go of the notion that you have to always be doing more and you're gonna start realizing that you're actually already doing a lot you're actually already doing enough you're actually already in your power you just have to see it that way like there are days where I go to bed and I'm feeling mad at myself for something or I'm guilting myself for something. Like the other day, I was going to bed a little bit later. And I remember I was starting to get really upset. I was like, ugh, I can't believe I'm not prioritizing my sleep schedule. I can't believe I'm going to bed so late. And then I took a step back and I basically had this internal dialogue where I was like, Carolina, look at all the stuff you did you edited a YouTube video, you submitted two brand deals, you cleared all your emails, you ran these errands, you did XYZ, like I don't remember what I did that exact day, but I basically just took a step back to realize that I had done a lot and that I should just feel proud of that, even if in that day it meant I got a little bit less sleep. So start doing that for yourself. Start taking these moments where you just take a step back, Take a broader perspective at what's going on in your life and just give yourself credit for what you did accomplish, for what you are doing, and for all the things that you are taking for granted or forgetting or just not feeling proud of yourself for. The third way in which you can improve your relationship with yourself, in which you can feel more empowered, and in which you can take your power back is by improving your relationship with food you guys know that this is a big one for me because I have struggled with my relationship with food in the past. I have been through every spectrum of disordered eating from deep restriction and deep exercise addiction to binging and overeating to orthorexia and being in this endless pursuit of being healthy to the point where I cut out joy from my life and finding balance has been huge for me in the last year and a half of my life and i feel really happy to have arrived at a spot where i feel confident in my relationship with food and i wanted to share a few things that have really helped me do that that you can start exploring in your own journey the first one which i've said before and i'll say it again is letting go of labels there is no morality in food Let go of the idea that certain foods are good and certain foods are bad because food is food, food is nourishment, food is what gives you energy to live your life and the more you carry these labels in your brain and around the topic of food, the more you're constantly going to be guilting yourself, the more that you're constantly going to be feeling bad about doing something that is human, which is eating. Something else that is really important to remember is that you are worthy of living a life that you enjoy. You are worthy of connecting with your friends, with your family, with people you love around a dinner, around a brunch, around ice cream. You deserve to live a life you genuinely love because you are worthy and you are enough and you are allowed to do those things. So. To whoever told you that you weren't allowed to have those experiences, say F that and start shifting your mindset around those experiences and your worthiness of experiencing them. Another thing that has really helped me improve my relationship with food is removing all types of restrictions. I have had phases where I wasn't eating meat, I wasn't eating fish, I wasn't eating gluten, I wasn't eating dairy, I wasn't eating sugar. Like I've had moments in my life where I had cut out certain things from my reality and from my diet and from my nutrition and having these rules, having these restrictions made it so much worse because I was under constant stress over whether a restaurant was going to have it and whether I was going to go to someone's house and they were going to cook with those ingredients. And it was just causing a lot of unnecessary stress in my life. That said, I don't technically have any restrictions. And I know there are people out there, there are people listening that might be allergic to certain foods. Maybe you're completely intolerant to dairy or maybe you have a really bad peanut allergy, or you just don't digest something well and it causes you pain in your stomach, like obviously take that into account because your health is the most important. But if you are imposing restrictions on yourself, just because you think that it's going to make you a healthier person or because you think you should or because someone else you follow on social media does it, that doesn't mean you should do it. And the more that i've been able to remove these restrictions the more happiness i've cultivated around food for myself and the more i've realized that i deserve to make my own rules and maybe for me the rules is there are no rules and that is what brings me happiness so figure out for yourself what that looks like and what you've been doing until this point just because you saw someone else do so start distinguishing between those two things and figuring out what is aligned for you and what rings true for you and what makes you feel your best because when i started adding meat back into my life i started feeling stronger i started feeling more energized i started feeling so much better my body regulated itself when i removed the restriction of not eating gluten I've been able to go out to eat pizza with Pedro, my boyfriend, and genuinely have a slice and, or two or three and just enjoy it so deeply instead of watching him eat the pizza and wish I could. And that's cultivated much more power for myself because I'm able to have experiences where I know where I stand. I know what I want. I know what I deserve. And that's given me just such an improvement when it comes to my mindset and my well-being and the last thing is honor your cravings and honor your limits listen to your body it's very common for us as women to base what we are gonna eat or what we think we should eat on what other people around us are eating like maybe you go out to lunch with someone or you're at dinner with someone or even like with your parents or your boyfriend or whatever and they're eating a certain amount of food or they decide to order a salad or they decide to order a meat dish and then you're like okay you know because they're getting it I'll get it too and then you start basing your decisions off of that or someone tells you that they worked out two times that day and you're eating the same quantity of food as that person and then you start feeling bad about yourself because they worked out more so they burnt out more calories and so they deserve the food more hell no you deserve to eat what your body needs and the more you attune to that and realize what you need what your body needs the quantity of food it needs the more you can honor that and the more you can let go of making these decisions based on comparison and looking at what someone else is doing as your baseline which is just false like that just derails your attention from the things that actually matter which is your own body which is your own fullness which is your own cravings so that is really important in helping you find more power with your relationship with food number four is start feeling worthy regardless of your body shape regardless of your weight regardless of if you have belly rolls when you sit down regardless of how your body looks like compared to someone else's. This is really important because as women, we are expected to dislike our bodies. The marketing around us is built upon our insecurities. It's built upon us feeling like we are not enough and like we have to change ourselves to lose more weight, to look a certain way, to look different than we are naturally. And the more you feed into that the more you're giving your power away. So the more that you let go of this notion that your body shape is not good enough, that your body shape is not pretty enough because you don't look like a freaking model or a fitness trainer or someone that's in a commercial or a TV show that you're not good enough, the more you let go of that, the more you get your power back. And in the process of doing that, you are letting go of this broader conditioning that we've been fed And that is so powerful. And this was a realization that I started diving deeper into through the book that I mentioned that I'm reading, Radically Content, because she talks a lot about this, about how for so many years, she never felt like she could be enough or like she could be happy because she wasn't thin or because she wasn't thinner than she was before or because she didn't fit this certain body ideal. And the more that she was able to realize that other people's opinions, judgments, or perceptions of her own body didn't have to matter. The more she was able to let go of wanting to please other people, or the more she let go of wanting to fit these ideals, the more peace she was able to cultivate, and the more power she was able to get back for herself. Because after all, how many times have you felt like, You had to lose weight because you were going to see a family member and you didn't want them to comment on your body. Or how many times did you go to the beach and feel bad about yourself in a bikini because you were worried about what other people were thinking of you in that bikini? All of that rests upon you placing other people's perceptions of you at a higher level than your peace. At a higher level of your contentment and of your just Ease and enjoyment. And so, this is something that I'm constantly trying to work on, constantly cultivating myself to get my power back is letting go of caring about other people's perceptions or judgments or opinions of how I look. And that's really hard, but it's a muscle, just like you go and you work out and you show up multiple times to the gym and you get stronger, or the same way that you meditate multiple times and it gets easier. Letting go of this gets easier over time. And it can be as simple as just making the choice of other people's opinions about my body should not matter to me. And just by making this shift, you're able to get so much power back to yourself. Now, moving on to number five, the fifth way you can start feeling more empowered as a woman today is by incorporating mental health tools into your repertoire. Our mental health is so important. And it's also very easy for us to overlook it at the same time. How many times have you let yourself fall to this world of overstimulation, of burnout, of stress? I would bet like most of the time. Because our phones and our computers have become such a big part of our daily lives, we are naturally consuming a lot more information than we were in previous generations or even a few years ago. And at the end of the day, when you're consuming more information, when more information is going into your brain and being processed in your brain and in your mind, the more your mental health gets affected. And also over the last few years, there's been so many things going on collectively that have affected our mental health from being isolated from each other to kind of reacclimating to a faster-paced world after having a pause for a whole year during lockdown. Like there's been so much going on. And I think for me... The transition back to this normal of things moving really quickly and just feeling like things are back to this like old way where things moved really fast. Transitioning to that has been a learning process for me. I think because I was home for a whole year with my family and just barely seeing anyone socially and really looking within and pouring into myself for like a literal year, Once things started to pick back up again, I wasn't used to it anymore. And it's been a journey with learning to prioritize my mind and my peace of mind and my sanity in this fast-paced world. And I bet that for you listening, it's been the same. And I think it's really important for us, especially as women, to prioritize this. Because it can be really easy for us to put everyone else... Beforehand, for us to say yes to too many commitments, for us to wanna do it all, as I said before, and then our mental health kind of falls to the gutter. And because we've gotten so used to constant stimulation, it's like our bodies are in a constant state of fight or flight. We're constantly getting notifications, we're constantly being pulled out of the moment. And so it becomes extra important for us to be intentional and proactive with mental health, because if not, it's easy for it to just fall to the side and our nervous systems have just become accustomed to this state of overstimulation and so when we start prioritizing our peace and slowing down our nervous systems kind of freak out they're like wait this is not what we're used to and then we fall to scrolling too much or putting pressure on ourselves to get ourselves back to the state of fight or flight because it's our normal and i was talking to emily my friend who was with me at our like Meditation event for the full moon and she told me this quote that goes don't disrupt your peace because chaos is more comfortable sometimes chaos just has become the most comfortable place for you to be at and therefore you subconsciously start disrupting your own peace but that doesn't have to be the case and so i have started tuning in to some tools that have helped me with this and i think this is very saturn and pisces related it's going to become extra important in the next two years as this transit evolves and some of the tools for me are putting my phone away at night even if it's 30 minutes before bed like when i'm like okay it's time for sleep i just plug my phone in in my office or in the living room and then i go to the bathroom i do my skincare take off my contacts brush my teeth like get ready sometimes i'll make some tea i'll turn off like the bright lights in my room and turn on some red lights and then i love reading in my kindle and just like slowing down in bed or even writing is a tool that i used to do a lot like journaling mind dumping before bed that just helps your body slow down and get into a more restful state of sleep as a result which is great for your mind and sleep in general is really important for our brain so it's something i am trying to be better at and it's a work in progress for sure And then also meditation and breath work are huge. I have been really prioritizing my practice because there's been moments where I've gotten really disconnected from it and it affects me a lot. It affects my reactivity, it affects my presence, it affects my focus. So I have been using the app Open a lot, which has breath work and meditation. And also the app Allo Moves is great and both of those are just really amazing tools with lots of options to help you start cultivating these practices in your life. And then the last thing is being mindful of scrolling. I've just become extra mindful of like how many times I pick up my phone and my tendency in general to scroll in moments where I don't need to be scrolling. Like when I'm peeing or when I'm cooking or when I'm eating like sometimes I give myself grace with the eating cuz I'm eating alone and maybe I like watching a YouTube video or scrolling on TikTok. But especially when I'm like peeing or walking in the street or things like that, like I've just realized how compulsive picking up my phone has become and I'm working on that. So I thought I'd share these tools because maybe this can help you start prioritizing your mental health and then getting back into your state of being empowered. Number six is look into your inner world. We're often looking externally for answers, whether we're looking to someone on social media to tell us how to eat, how to work out, what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to live our lives, how we're supposed to embody wellness. We look externally because it's easier. It's easier for someone else to just tell you do XYZ. But something that my coaching program taught me when I did my holistic health coaching certification is that we are all bio individuals, which means that what works for one person might not work for you. And that's just the way things are. And so honoring that is really important and starting to look within is the tool that will help you the most in achieving this. We've become really disconnected from our inner guidance and from our intuitive hunches. And we have learned to stop trusting our inner voice. And so starting to trust our inner voice is a process that we have to return to. We need to reconnect to it. We need to reconnect to our gut feelings. We need to pay attention. When we think something, when our gut tells us something, or even if it's like you're about to leave the house and you think, hmm, maybe I should bring my phone charger with me today. That is an intuitive hunch. Start honoring that. Same thing when it comes to your wellness. If your body is tired, go to bed. If you are feeling thirsty, go get water. If you're feeling hungry, honor your hunger. It's simple, it starts with those simple things. And it starts with looking within, and I think a big, big tool for this, again, ties back to the previous point, which is meditation, and sitting with the discomfort of silence, which also can happen when we just stop scrolling so much at an obsessive level at a subconscious kind of level and the more we're able to do that the more intuition gets stronger and also another way to look into your inner world is to pay attention to your feelings because your feelings are messengers and sometimes you might be around someone and that person makes you feel really drained that is a message maybe you are feeling really tired and that day you need to go to bed at like 8 p.m or 9 p.m that is a message all the time we're having different feelings and they can communicate to us not only things that we might not realize our our intuition they might also be communicating to us what thought patterns are recurrent and what mindsets do we have that aren't serving us that are creating these feelings over and over and over so taking time to look within really important and one of the biggest tools for me recently to do that has been meditation even on days where I don't feel like meditating I'm really trying to show up for it no matter what some days for me I have to eat like a small snack like a banana after I wake up so that I'm not constantly thinking of breakfast during my meditation or some days I wake up and I'm like I'm ready to go meditate right now and I go straight into it so different tools different ways to achieve this but for me meditation has been the biggest one and also figuring out like what resonates for my wellness for my well-being not what do I think I'm supposed to be doing based on what I see online last but not least number seven the last way that you can start feeling more empowered as a woman is by finding beauty in your imperfections we are all imperfect the notion of perfection is false if you are trying to be perfect you're just seeking this external presentation of your life that doesn't even equate to fulfillment like you might be trying to like get your home to look perfect your body to look perfect have the perfect career to have the perfect salary get to that point and then realize you're already focusing on the next or you don't even feel happy our happiness often comes from smaller things from daily practices from Incorporating more joy in our life, whether that's through dancing or music or making your favorite coffee in the morning or walking to a pastry shop and getting that croissant or connecting with someone and having a deep conversation or just running into someone and smiling at a stranger. Like little things like that are what actually brings joy into our life and what actually brings a feeling of fulfillment and connection, which is so much more important than being perfect or seeming perfect. And when you see something, about yourself that bothers you that you deem imperfect or not good enough? How do you react to that? Like, let's say you have acne, or you see an, a role on a picture that you took, or on the mirror, or you have a moment where you show up imperfectly, maybe you overreact, or you don't stand up for yourself. How do you speak to yourself in those moments where you notice that? Do you beat yourself up? Do you fault in your inner critic or a spiral of self judgment? or do you cultivate patience do you cultivate holding space for those imperfections like the other day i looked in the mirror and i saw a little roll in my stomach and my almost like impulse was to cover it up or like suck in my belly or to judge myself and instead i looked at myself in the mirror it was a really beautiful moment and i just smiled at myself and i cultivated holding space for how i looked in that moment i was like you know what you're enough. And then I just moved on. I like looked away from the mirror. I turned on my shower and I had a really amazing nice warm shower that made me feel incredible. I did my hair care. I moisturized my body, made myself some tea, had a nice dinner and that made me feel amazing. But I had to in that moment shift paradigms. I had to shift how I showed up in my mind and in my self-judgment when I caught myself in this spiral of you're not perfect your body doesn't look perfect your body looks a certain way and so start paying attention to the moments where you see your imperfections when you notice them when they come to the forefront of your mind and instead of falling to self-judgment see the beauty in it hold space for it and remember that you are complete no matter what no matter if you're not perfect whatever that means to you So those are the seven ways that you can start feeling more complete and more empowered as a woman. I'm going to list them out again just to sum it up. So number one, learn about your menstrual cycle and develop cyclical awareness and connect to it. Number two, let go of the notion that you have to always be doing more. Number three, work on and improve your relationship to food. Number four, start feeling worthy regardless of your body shape or what you look like. Number five, incorporate mental health tools into your toolbox. Number six, look into your inner world and find solutions to your problems by looking within instead of seeking external solutions. And last but not least, find beauty in your imperfections. I want to close out this episode with a question and a quote that I heard this week in one of my open meditations that I was doing and I loved it, it was, if I asked you to list all of the things that you love about your life, how long would it take for you to list yourself? Reflect on that. How long would it take for you to list yourself amongst all the things you love? How much are you giving to yourself because you realize how much you matter? I hope that that is some food for thought. I hope that these tools are going to leave you with something new that you can start implementing or something you can start thinking about when it comes to your own self-empowerment happy international women's day to this amazing community i'm so grateful for each and every one of you guys seriously if it wasn't for this community if it wasn't for the podcast listeners and the community members on my instagram and tiktok and my youtube fam like i wouldn't be able to be doing content creation as my full-time job And that is literally my inner child career dream. So I'm eternally grateful for that. I'm eternally grateful for you. Thank you for listening. Let me know if you liked this episode and remember to hit the plus button on the top right corner of Apple Podcasts and the follow button on the Spotify app to be in the loop of future episodes. Until next week, I hope you remember to water yourself, take care of yourself, pour into yourself and remember how worthy and powerful you are.